Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you today as always. And I am extra excited because we are starting a new series today, which I'm just really excited about. And we're going to be talking about uh, the lies that we tell ourselves as moms, as well as the lies that culture tells us. Because I think uh, it's more common that we talk about the lies that we tell ourselves as moms, but we don't always highlight what culture is saying and how that impacts things. And so we're going to go in both directions, but I'm just so excited to unpack some of these deeper things that are going on um, in our minds throughout the day and, and how much these are impacting how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our kids, what we do in terms of how we parent, um, the pressures we put on ourselves. So just, there's so many things that are connected to all of these. So there's, there's a good number of them that I have written down things that I have dealt with things that I've seen you guys tell me that you have dealt with as you have popped into the Facebook group and shared kind of your struggles. So I just cannot wait to unpack all of this. And I hope that it helps you just move forward in terms of your mindset around motherhood and what it looks like to be a good mom in this time and place and what God has called you to. So make sure you're tuning in for all of them and also hop into our Facebook group and you can share any uh, more lies you'd like for me to speak on, any lies that you struggle with. And just, I love hearing uh, what you're struggling with just in general. When you hop in and you answer the questions of entering the Facebook group, we are about to hit a thousand people, which is so exciting. I can't believe it. So hop on in now. Maybe you'll be the the thousandth. Uh, And I would love to see you there. Uh, You can find it at Morning Mama Collective if you just search in Facebook or you can use the link in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. And let's just, let's go. Let's hop into our first episode on this series. Come on. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama, I'm just so excited to jump in today about our series on the lies that we believe as moms. And, you know, part of the reason I'm doing this is because the more that we can align our minds and our lives to the word of God, the more healing that we're going to have. And I know that's the reason that some of you are here is just wanting to heal and, and being curious about that and, and trying to find tools and, and ways of thinking to attain that. And ultimately, healing comes from God. It comes from aligning every part of our lives and our minds and our bodies to God's word. And so that's p- part of the aim that I'm going for in this series is just to help you get things more in line with his word. So today we are going to cover one that I think is super common in motherhood and even just in general as a human. I know it's one that I have struggled with throughout my entire life. And so I'm excited to unpack it for you today because I just had a lot of thoughts on it. When I started writing on it, I was like, oh my goodness, yes. I uh, have struggled with this a lot, and I know this this struggle inside and out. And so, um, 
that's this idea of the lie that it will be better when things will be better when this happens. My life is going to be better after this. Things uh, are going to just be great once I get through this stage. Whatever it is, enter anything into the blank of of the when. Um, When I move, when I have this baby, when I get married, when I get a new job, right? And and it's so easy to fall into this lie. And we're going to unpack kind of multiple layers of it um, because we don't want to throw away all of our hope for the future. Like I I have shared that I believe that life is only going to get better and better. So we're going to talk about how that plays out in this lie, um, or, or it's actually separate from the lie. That's the truth. And this, the lie deceives us into, um, it distorts that truth into an unhealthy way of thinking and being. And so I think this is especially something that I'm affected by because I love the future so much. I get so excited for dreams and hopes and what's next. And um, that is a gift of mine that God has put in me, a way of that he's crafted me. However, just with all of our all of our strengths have weaknesses and have areas of sin that could be attached to those exact gifts. And so with that, I can easily fall into this lie of thinking like it's going to be better when and just holding my breath until that next season comes when really God is right here in this moment with us and has it for a purpose. So I don't know about you, but because I love the future, this comes up for me a lot. And so I'm not throwing away my love for the future. However, I'm realizing more and more God's just kind of reminding me again and again through different things I'm reading and sermons. And you know, how, like when he's trying to make a point, he just keeps repeating himself in all of these different means. That's kind of what he's doing. And so I, I'm realizing I need to fall more in love with the now. Um, now, <laughs> this is tricky too. We can't be so in love with the now that we're not pushing things forward and dreaming for what's next and, and believing there can be more. So it's, it's this tension of, of believing that God is in the now staying planted in the now and keeping our heads up as we wait to see what else God has. It reminds me of something that God's been reminding me of lately, um, is the story of Elijah and Elisha in the Bible. This story can be found in first Kings 19. And it's uh, the story of Elisha. The names are so close. Elisha is, um, he's a farmer and he's plowing the field. And as he's plowing the field, Elijah, who's a prophet of God and has done all of these amazing things. And you absolutely should go read more about him if you haven't. Um, I even highly recommend the Bible study by Priscilla Schreier. It's so incredible. And just, yeah, she pulls out so many applicable truths to our lives from this story. But anyways, Elisha is plowing the field and Elijah comes and throws his cloak over Elisha (laughs) and says, come with me. I want you to do ministry with me, basically. This is my paraphrase of it. And what Elisha does is he leaves his entire family and um, it says he kills the oxen and eats them, just kind of signifying that this this old way of doing life is gone and he's now moving into the new. Um, and he goes and does ministry with Elijah and you know they're just a powerhouse together. But the, the whole point of the story right now that God is making in my life is just to, and this is something my pastor has has shared with me often and it reminded me of is to make sure that we are continuing to plow the field 
and we keep our head up. So Elisha is plowing the field. He's doing the day-to-day stuff, staying present, being faithful with what is in his hands, and he's keeping his eyes up to see what God has for him. He keeps his eyes up so that he can see Elijah coming towards him in the field. He's waiting to see what else God has, but staying faithful in the present. And so this is very much the tension we're going to kind of be talking about today is how do we do that well? How do we live in that tension of of today and tomorrow and not get caught overly in in one or the other? And so because I have a propensity towards the future and that just comes more naturally for me and I love that, I have to fight even harder to stay present in the now um, because it can feel boring to me. It can feel mundane. That's where the hard work comes in. Like there's the, the, even the, the dreams that I have, the actualizing of them, the, the the bringing them into this world, that happens in today. And even that, even though it's attached to the dream, it can feel mundane and boring because it's it's the work of the dream. And so I I find myself again, like I said, falling into this so often. And I've I've thought of some like specific times in my life seasons where I'm especially susceptible to this, this lie. Um, so I want you to think about in your life, when does this lie come up for you? Um, and you can hear my examples and maybe one of them connects with you. Maybe you have a different area where this pops up for you, but here's some of the areas that, that it pops up for me. Um, so I am susceptible to this lie when things are hard. (laughs) I kind of just said that, but when I'm doing the hard work, when things aren't easy, when it's, uh, you know, plowing of the field, right? You think of that, it's monotonous. It's you sweat, you're pushing hard. It's, it's going, going, going. It's, it's working hard. And so when I feel the hard come in, (laughs) I am susceptible to start thinking, oh, it's just going to be better when, and you know, like I was just in a season of this having a newborn and I've shared a little bit about that journey, but it's so easy for me to, in that season to be like, oh, it's going to be so much better when he hits this milestone. It's going to be so much better when this happens. And while that in some ways might be true, and we're going to dissect this a little bit more, it is still a lie. It's a trap to fall into that belief because if I fall into that belief, then I only am thinking about tomorrow and I'm not being faithful with what God wants to teach me today. I'm not watching for how God is going to show up today. I'm not looking for how I can grow today. I'm not looking for what task God has for me today to build his kingdom. And so we have to not fall into this trap even in things like newborn season, um, or even like parenting littles, like I'm very much in that season right now. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and a three-month-old, and it's a lot. All of you that have littles or have, have had littles at some point know that feeling. It is just a lot. It's constant, um, physically demanding and constantly mentally demanding. It requires tons of patience, tons of teaching, tons of re- repetition, right? And so even in this season, even though I know I'm, well, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to like some of the older ages better just because I have um, what I enjoy. Like I love teaching. I love deep conversations. And so even as I've gotten a taste of that with my four-year-old, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for this. And even things like board games, Like I love playing board games and I can't wait until my kids want to play with me because my husband doesn't always want to play board games. And so when I have my kids to do that with, it's going to be so great. And so I know there's, there are actual things I will enjoy more about the next season, but it's still a trap to fall into this belief of it will be better when, because right now God has 
much, so much for me right now. And if I fall into that, I'm going to miss it. So that's, that's one of the examples when things get hard. Um, another time where I'm susceptible to this lie is when I don't feel like I'm making any progress. Like I'm just maintaining the status quo. And so this has kind of been true in this season as I'm, I'm trying to like, I have dreams of making progress in my business and I have dreams of like implementing these systems in my home and I'm struggling to try and get them flossing because I just keep getting hung up on like the baby wakes up and trying to figure out our schedule. And there's just so much new in this season and we're still trying to navigate what three kids looks like. And you know, there's just so much going on and as the days that I feel like I didn't make any progress forward, like I just, we just got through, right? Right. Like everyone was fed. Everyone had clothes on. Sometimes, sometimes pajamas are our uniform of the day. Um, but you know, like we're alive, we made it. Um, you know, maybe even if I like clean the kitchen once, like we didn't progress though, because we didn't end with the the kitchen cleaned at the end of the day or or whatever it is. Those are the times where I'm like, Oh, it's going to be so much better when, but again, it's always a trap. These are just ways you need to, to try and identify in your own life, how you might fall into this trap too. So when I'm not making progress, um, another area when I'm susceptible, that is such a hard word to say susceptible. I don't know why my tongue does not like that word, but when another time is when I don't like the tasks that are in my hands. So again, these are very similar, but like with littles, like that can be very true. I don't love the task of, Oh, I mean, who loves wiping poopy butts? That's just not something people love. Um, I don't always love, um, you know, the, the, the play, the imaginary imaginative play. Um, this can also just be true in terms of like what I'm doing in my work, whether it's podcasting and it's like, Oh, it just feels like monotonous to record more podcasts or, um, if stuff at, um, working for my church, if it, the tasks that I have in that moment are not exciting to me, then I can start to feel like it's going to be better when, And again, it's always a trap. Don't fall for it. I know it sounds like it's going to be better when, and, and again, there might be a season where some things are better, but that doesn't mean that we live for it's going to be better when, because if we let that belief completely overtake us, it's going to lead us to missing out on what God has for us today. Another area where this comes up for me is when I can't get things perfect. Um, so kind of similar to not making progress, but you know, like when my house is just not perfect and I'm not able to do it all and I'm struggling through that, I I keep having this thought of like, Oh, it's going to be better when I figure this out. It's going to be better when I can finally make it perfect right? It's going to be better when I finally have a consistent schedule with baby's naps and whatever else, or, or even I can go as far as it's going to be better when my kids are in school and I, I don't have them here messing things up all the time, right? Like there's so many ways to fall into this and you can already begin to see how, how those lies we fall into. It can take us so far ahead to miss the good that's happening right before us. Um, the last example I have of when I am susceptible to this is when I have an ideal or a dream that I am working towards. So these are like big times in my life. Like when I wanted to be married or when I wanted to have my first baby or when I wanted to have another baby or another, right? Like whenever I get this ideal in my mind about something that I want to do, even something that God is calling me to do, I can easily fall into that 
trap of, oh, it's going to be better when I finally get married. It's going to be better when I finally have that baby. And that, again, is a trap. And so we have to be careful in those seasons, especially to not fall into this trap. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you some ways to replace this thinking, um, and, and help dissect it a little bit, like I keep saying. So, cause let me add this caveat. I do. Okay. I'm, we're not falling into the trap of it's going to be better when, but I do at the same time, believe that the best is yet to come. So how are those things different? Why is one a trap and one a truth? And like in this belief of the best is yet to come, like God, God promises he's going to give us more than we can ask or imagine. So I believe that things are going to keep improving. And I, and I see that in my life. I see that things have gotten better. I, I see that every day is better, especially every week, every month, like the bigger increments of time sometimes, because sometimes we have a bad day and we feel like we walk backwards. But, you know, for sure, every year, like, oh man, it was even better. Or every season, like, you know, if you get through the season of littles, I've heard so many people say, oh my goodness, it was so much better. Um, the best, the best has come, right? Like it's, it's even better now that my kids are older. So <laughs> things are going to get better. I firmly believe that. And I hope for that. And I, I dream for that. And I, I stand in faith waiting for God to show that. But here is why this other statement is a trap. When we fall into that thought of it's going to be better when I realize when I reflect on myself, this is what I'm wanting. When I say that statement, when I, when I fall into that statement, I'm wanting sometimes perfection it's going to be better when, right? And so in my mind, it goes to, oh, in my mind, once this thing happens, my life will be perfect. Once I get married, oh, that'll be it. My life will finally be perfect. I think most of us that are married know that's not true. <laughs> or, right, my life will finally be perfect when I have my baby, right? Or, or, or okay, first, it's, it's my life will finally be better once I get pregnant, right? And we're like, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so much better once that finally happens. I'm just waiting for this. This moment is going to be so much better then. And then we get pregnant and it's like, okay, this is, this is tough. <laughs> I'm tired. My body hurts. Some people have nausea, aches, pains, more complications, right? Pregnancy isn't easy. It can be joy-filled. And I do believe God can, um, take away a lot of the, the pains and, and all of that, but it's usually, it's usually challenging. And if it's not, then the baby comes and well, yes, children are a gift and they bring joy and they're so good. We also know <laughs> when they enter our life, we've definitely not hit perfection. <laughs> if anything, it, it appears that we're, we're moving away from perfection. Uh, because of children and the things they bring. And if you haven't hit that stage yet, just wait till you have your toddlers and they can walk and um, make messes and talk back and um, have emotions. I mean, I know they have emotions littler, but you know, emotions with words. <laughs> it's, it's challenging, right? It is so challenging. That's why we're all here. That's why we're here in this community together because it is challenging. And so one of the things that I'm looking for when I feel like it's going to be better when is that perfection. And I think we all know perfection is not possible in any means. And we can see from these examples, these milestones we hit that, that we thought would make our lives perfect didn't 
bring perfection and brought more complications. It did bring joy, it did bring good things, but it brought more complications. So that's why this is a trap. Okay, another reason um, that's a trap. So this is something that when I'm wanting this, I realize that the core of what I'm wanting when I say it's going to be better when is that I'm wanting relief from discomfort or pressure. So I've realized like in this season of having a newborn, you know, there's just so much pressure. It's constantly having to nurse, constantly turning back around and doing another nap because baby's not napping super long. It's constantly trying to figure out how to manage my household and clean, clean things, the kitchen and cook and keep the kids toys picked up and laundry. Oh my goodness. Laundry. Yeah. We could sit there for a minute. (laughs) The vein of our existence, (sighs) at least mine. I hope you figured it out. I'm trying a new system this week, so hopefully I'll have uh, better things to report for you next week. But right now that's where I'm at. So (laughs) I'm wanting relief from this discomfort or, or pressure, right? Or even at my job. Like if, if I'm doing tasks that are um, you know, this, this week we had our connect group rally at church and that's an event and I am not good at events. And so I had to, even though other people came up with the ideas, I had to implement them and, and other people still helped me, but still I, I am not made for events. So it feels a lot of pressure to figure out who is going to get the donuts, who is going to get the wings, who is going to get the balloons, who, how is the table going to get set up? What did we need for the table? What else did we need? How do we communicate this? And it was all very like short notice. And so just trying to make it all happen, it was a lot of pressure. And so, you know, in my mind, it's like, oh, it'll be better when, and I could so easily go to like, when I have a different role, it'll be better when this season is over, right? And that's a trap because God has me right here, right now. And that's negating the beauty that is in this moment. And the thing is, we are not made for comfort. I know I've I've had some episodes on this and I'm going to keep talking about it because it's such a struggle in our culture and just as humans, like we, we crave that comfort and it makes sense, but we're not made for it. That's not how God made us. We're not Our best selves is not sitting on the couch Netflixing. Our best selves is not living a life where there's no pressure around and everything is easy and flowing. If that's how you feel, which you probably don't because you're sitting here with me right now. But if, if at any point you feel that, that's, that's not good. You need to add some, like you need to step up what you're doing for, God's kingdom. And we're going to talk about that. And, and then we're also going to talk about how it's okay to feel that in a moment, but if that's a whole season, whole years of your life, there's something off because we're not made for that pressure. I love what my church says. Uh, pressure makes diamonds and babies and both are beautiful. Pressure is what, uh, helps us become who we were created to be. We need that. And so when we're trying to get out of the pressure by, by fantasizing about this statement, it'll be better when, then we're missing the, the fires of the pressure cooker that we're in right now. And we're, the thing is, if we do that, we're going to still have to walk through the fire. I mean, maybe we'll try and escape it and that's even worse, but we're going to walk through it, but we're not going to reap all the good from it because we're not staying present in it. We're not allowing God to, to speak to us and to use it. We're trying to get out of it. 
We're, we're dreaming about another time. And so if we really want to use the pressure that is going to be there inevitably at some point, we need to embrace it. We need to say, like again, how my church, I love it. Movement Church is amazing. They say we eat pressure for breakfast. And our pastor is constantly reminding of us of this on staff. We eat pressure for breakfast. And I've actually in this last season had to keep telling myself this. When I start to Oh, I just want to go down all kinds of rabbit trails in this moment of, of feeling the pressure and, and not liking it because <laughs> no one really likes it, but it is absolutely essential for us to develop. That's how we grow is the pressure. So, and, and this is something I've learned from my pastor, um, is that we don't call it stress. Like Pressure does not have to lead to stress. Stress is when we're not handling the pressure well, but we were made to handle the pressure. So I am constantly challenging myself to not say stress, instead say pressure, and and work really hard to not let that pressure turn into stress, which is bad on our bodies, right? And so it's, it's figuring out what that looks like. Okay, another thing that I realize that I'm actually wanting when I start to say it's going to be better when is that I am wanting an ideal that actually only brings more pressure. (laughs) So I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I'm wanting this ideal like marriage, like a new baby, or even like starting a business or um, fulfilling a... um, a career goal that God has given you, a, um, a, a plan, a new plan that he has for you, whatever that ideal is, that actually, like we just talked about, only brings more pressure. Marriage brings conflict because it's two people that are broken sinners coming together to be one. That's complicated. And then you add kids into the mix, talk about pressure. Now you're trying to figure out how to be a married couple and put that first while caring for these little things that are so needy and take so much time and energy. And how do you prioritize your marriage in the midst of that and just do it all? It's just, there's right pressure all around. And so these ideals that we we long for when we say, oh, it's going to be better when, uh, that's not going to solve anything for you. <laughs> it will not. It will bring good but it'll bring more pressure too. So we gotta, we gotta figure out how to sit in that. Okay. Another thing that I realized that I want in the midst of this is that I want a character development. I want to have my character more developed and through that, be able to maintain these new standards in my life. So for example, like I want to be able to be consistent in cleaning my house every day. I want to be consistent in picking up behind myself every little step of the way. I want to be consistent in exercising every day. I want to be consistent in eating healthy, right? And, but the only way to get that character is by sitting in the now and working hard at the little things right now. And when I start saying it'll be better when I have this character, then it actually it actually takes some of the power from now because now I'm not focused on right now, which is where I need to be focused if I'm gonna develop that character. I'm focused on that ideal that's, that's far away and it's gonna keep being farther and farther away if I'm not looking at the now. So I don't know if that makes sense to you, but to develop that character, to become that person we want to be, we've got to do the little things now that will eventually lead to that being a natural um, part of our character. It's like 
having daily quiet times. You know, that's something I now, after years, am, am good at. It's easy for me. It's a part of my character. It's a part of my habits. It's part of my routine. It's part of everything. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to try. I want to choose it every day. And so, but that came by waking up when I didn't want to. That came by sitting there and learning how to listen to God and how to read the Bible and, and, and developing my relationship with God. It came by all of those little steps that led up to that developed character, that, that, that deeper change. But if I would have back then said, Oh man, I can't wait until I just wake up every day. Then it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the power away from me to say that I don't have to wake up today because I'm saying it's going to somehow magically happen in the future when I'm this new person. But guess what? The person in the future is who you choose to be today. And so to, to make that person happen, you got to choose those things today. And you know, it's just like exercise. I am not there with my exercise. I am learning how to make the little choices right now to become that different person. And in the past, I would fall into this trap of, oh, it's going to be so much better when I have time to exercise. It's going to be so much better when I love to exercise. It's going to be so much better when this is easy and it feels good. And so then I would trick myself into not making those little choices every day because I thought, oh, someday it's going to happen. If, if I just wait long enough, it's going to happen. But it never happened <laughs> because I didn't make the choice today. And so now I've been trying to make that choice today. And it's little tiny baby steps, like 10 minutes a day and not even every day, but that is slowly forming me into this new character of who I want to be. Okay. Another thing that I often am wanting when I start to say it'll be better when is that I want only exciting things because in my future, this idealized version of my future, I just love everything about my life. Now, I will say I do love my life right now. I love all of the elements in it, but I don't love every task within each of those elements, right? (laughs) Like I love parenting. I love getting to teach my kids and help them just be shaped and formed and and learn about Jesus and, and learn how to become like Jesus. There's so many good things about it, but I don't love trying to cook and teach my kids at the same time. I don't love changing diapers. I don't love trying to deal with sleep issues with my newborn. I don't love washing dishes that is required to feed my children so that they can grow and be nourished, right? So within each of the the categories I love, there are tasks I don't love. But in this perfect future, I envision when I say it'll be better when, I love everything. I love every little task, even the dishes, because it's just become so a part of me. And... The thing is, maybe I will learn to love the dishes someday. And actually, I sometimes do love it, just like the warmth of the water and you get to kind of be by yourself for a minute. So there there, there are times, as long as I'm not having to do 800 other things at the same time, that's the challenge. But, or if, if the kids have gone to bed and I'm like, I'm not touching those dishes. This is my time to sit on the couch and read or whatever I'm going to do. So, but the thing is about our, our these futures that we envision, there's always going to be boring tasks that we don't like. Always. No matter if we get our ideal dream job that's the best thing ever, there's going to be things you have to do that you don't like. No matter what age your kids are, even if you it's more in line with your gifts and you do love it more, there's going to be things about it you don't like. 
every season of our lives, every new venture God sends us on, there will be things we don't like about it. And so we can't fall into this trap of it's going to be better when, because that's, it's that, that those things will be there. (laughs) The hard, boring things will be there. Okay, mama, we're going to finish this conversation in the next episode. And we're going to talk about what it actually means that the best is yet to come. What, what does that look like? If it doesn't look like this other thing we were talking about, um, we're going to talk about some questions to ask yourself. If the best isn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's coming, like you feel like it's just getting worse. Um, I'm going to lead you some through some questions to ask yourself. And then we're going to talk about just some of the things that I have realized about dreams and these ideals that we have and just some um, wisdom for you on that. So let me pray for you as we wrap up today. God, I just thank you for hope. I thank you that there's always hope with you, God. And I thank you that it's a grounded hope. God, it's, it's built on the rock, God, when it's built on you and that it's not this shaking sand, God, that we so easily put our hope in, God, that this ideal of this future that doesn't exist, God, um, this it'll be better when, Lord. And I thank you, God, that it will be better, God, that tomorrow will be better with you. And I thank you that you're helping us reform our minds to be healthy and whole and lead us to that healing that we're wanting. So God, I just pray for everyone, every season that they're in, God, that they would they would lean into you. They would put their hope in you, God, and not in their present circumstances, Lord, and that they would learn to embrace the pressure that is before them so that they can become exactly who you created them to be. God, we just give this conversation to you. We give our hearts to you. God, just just use this to help us become more like you. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.